Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. And I did see somebody early in the show saying it is prime BetMGM season. Absolutely, Bork. Uh, and we've got some new things uh, coming up next week with BetMGM as the season officially gets underway in the National Football League. Uh, but we are uh, uh, A to Z Sports, Nationals On Demand Sports Talk Network. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan our A to Z sports Titans reporter. Uh, we go live every weekday morning at eight central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z sports and make sure you follow us all across social media as we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network uh, with uh, you know, all of our great coverage here covering the Tennessee Titans gathering our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans by coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping us safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial when you use our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the middle of Tennessee area. That's Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, props to Devin, uh, who said he was going to be leaving us for a bit to go to his rehab facility. But he got his phone back yesterday, apparently. And he's back it. in the chat, active as always. So hopefully that's a, it's a good development there for a guy. Devin, uh, but a lot of things to get to here, Sam. And kind of off the top, you know, some news and transactions to kind of catch up with. Sam, I know we've got the uh, first edition of uh, the uh, 17 man uh, practice squad roster. So I'll kind of, kind of let you uh, run through with that. Yeah, we have the uh, the initial practice squad uh, 17 because tight end Thomas Odukoya uh, gives the Titans an exemption. This is the last year they have an exemption on him as part of the International Player Pathway Program, but he does not count against their practice squad. So they were able to keep him within the organization without uh, using one of those spots. Um, no real surprises, I would say, on the Titans' first practice squad. They signed a lot of people back to their active roster that I think Titans fans were uh, pretty sad to see go and happy to see back like Mason Kinsey's back. Trayshawn Harrison is back. Mm -hmm. uh, offensive lineman like Jordan Ruse uh, is back. Awesome. We talked yesterday about the first five out of graphic and uh, four of these guys, Garer, Carter, Ruse, and Odukoya all made the practice squad. So uh, the Titans got a good chunk of their, th those type of players back. Uh, they did make one add to the practice squad that we'll talk about a little bit later in depth and kicker Katie York, which I think is a really interesting move. Um, and then shook things up on the 53 man roster, which we will also talk about later with a, a waiver claim of Kendall Vildor uh, placing Kyle Phillips on injured reserve signing of Travis Gibson. And then uh, the release of Corey Levin uh, is kind of a corresponding move there. So we're at 53. We've had our little shakeup, but the practice squad is set uh, and no real complaints for yeah. me. Nobody that I felt like needed a spot on this practice squad that didn't get one. I, they kept most of the impact young guys that uh, I think made a case to make the roster. Chance Campbell is back as well. Armani right. Marsh, like, all of these guys that I think 
Titans fans had their eye on making the roster are back with the organization and nobody was claimed off waivers from Tennessee. Yeah. And apparently uh, the Titans missed out on the two most popular waiver uh, claim players Yeah, uh, as a wide receiver slash tight end, a rookie uh, went to uh, the Arizona Cardinals out of Stanford cut from the dolphins and then a guard uh, from Ole Miss uh, cut another rookie, uh, that was also claimed by the Houston Texans. The Titans were in on the most uh, two waivers, uh, waiver wire guys that were claimed there. So, but uh, can I just say real quick, talk yeah. about like an absolute dodged bullet for somebody like Colton Dowell, right? Like makes the 53, probably no chance he stays on the 53 if a big wide receiver tight end is claimed by the Titans and added to the roster. Uh, and instead, he survives. He's on the 53 and you know, right. if you can make it to that first game check, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, that's a big, massive. yeah, that locks in all difference. the other 17 game checks <laughs> Yeah, uh, with that. So huge for uh Colton Dowell, a hometown kid uh, to, to get that game check locked in. Hopefully he's just got what? 10 more days to survive on the 53. I mean, roster. every week that you can survive on the 53 is a, it's a very nice payday. So yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to, survive in advance try and try and suit up one thing we did not mention uh yesterday was that all six draft picks from the titans did make the roster now that's Ooh. not a super shocker uh but you know in the case of like the team like the dolphins they had to cut half of their draft class but that happens yeah. when you have like 15 draft picks uh, you can't keep everyone yeah i mean i saw a lot of teams that were doing that like i mean even this that it was higgins right yeah. was this uh receiver tight end that was a like a sixth round draft pick as a rookie that got that got cut. Darius Rush, I know, a corner for Indianapolis was, uh, I believe, their fifth round draft pick that he got waived and the Chiefs claimed him. So Kansas City picked up like a fifth round corner for free. Uh, like, yeah, it's not too terribly uncommon to see teams having to cut multiple draft picks in a year. So uh, possibly a good sign on some strong early returns from the Titans draft class that they felt comfortable enough keeping everybody they picked. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're going to talk about the new additions from the Chicago Bears and Sam, you know, being a Chicago Bear fan growing up and paying attention to these two guys in the first few years of their career uh, probably knows more than anybody else in the national media about these two Bears players. So we'll talk about them uh, later on in the show but Sam, we had kind of pegged this morning to have a bigger conversation about the Titans' offensive philosophy with the decision they made with their 53-man roster out of the gates. And the fact is, the Tennessee Titans kept seven wide receivers on the uh, opening 53-man roster and just three tight ends on mm. the initial 53-man roster. So I don't know if... If you remember this, I know Titans fans will remember this, but the first thing I thought about when I saw the Tennessee Titans keeping seven receivers and just three tight ends was the year 2015 when Ken Wisenhunt's Titans started the season with just four wide receivers and five tight ends. And I thought, man, it's been a long eight years since that happened because I'm going to list the four receivers and five tight ends that the Titans I, kept in 2015. Do you remember this? Well, I, I, I saw your post. I had, yes. had no recollection of this till I saw your post. And yeah, 
I was like, no, nah, I mean, this is this is fake. Ridiculous, I mean, like that, right? this, no. is, this can't be real. This and was real. <laughs> it was the it four was receivers: Kendall Wright, Harry Douglas, Justin Hunter, and Doria Al Green Beckham. <laughs> oh, I love myself some DGB. Uh, the five tight ends: obviously Delaney Walker, who I got to catch up with last week at practice, uh, Anthony Fasano, Craig Stevens, Chase Kaufman, and Philip Supernall. So, so, so that was the one. I read that. I said, Philip Supernall is not a real person. Philip Supernall, real dude. I, I, when I read back that roster, I said, no, no, he doesn't exist. Like I I had heard of all the other guys. I'm like, no, this Philip Supernall guy was not, not an NFL player that made a 53. (laughs) He was 89. He actually had some nice moments, but got concussions a lot uh, and did not really make it. Uh, Also enjoyed himself some Broadway. Uh, so yeah, Philip Supernod, you know, didn't do much, but yeah, five tight ends to four receivers, and how much has changed? Seven receivers to three tight ends, Sam. So let's ask this question to kick off our show: Are you buying or selling seven wideouts, three tight ends? Signals a change in the Titans' offensive philosophy. Are you buying or selling? What we're saying here, seven wide receivers and three tight ends signals a change in Titans offensive philosophy. We'll get to everybody here uh, in the chat with your answers on buy or sell. But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You don't want to fumble on your recovery and you have to find someone you can trust. And you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute located out in Franklin with a, a boneandjointtn.org is where you can go to schedule an appointment. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility that has rehab, image, surgery, clinic, testing, all under the same roof for maximum convenience. You're not driving around Middle Tennessee trying to go find your different appointments and driving everywhere. It's just in one spot with good, reliable care, and that's the best thing that you can ask for uh, whenever you get hurt in life. So that's why we love the Bone and Joint Institute. Really, really knowledgeable, great people over there. Schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. Also, don't forget, as Bork said earlier in the show, it is prime bet MGM season. And you can take advantage of that with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports, where you can get up to uh, $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's with BetMGM. So take advantage of that with bonus code ATOZ Sports, uh, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. Visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. Uh, new customer offer, all promotions, subject qualifications, all requirements. First online real money wager. Only rewards issued to knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 So, Sam, I'll let you kick this off. Buy or sell, buy or sell the seven wide receivers and three tight ends signals a offensive philosophy change with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'll let you get to the chat to see what everybody's saying before we dive into it. Noah is selling it. Clayton's buying it. Steven's buying. Brock is buying. Nick is selling. Rooney's buy. Jody is buy. Paul is buy. Jaron is buy. Matt is buy. Caleb's buying. Wrights is selling. A hesitant buy from Jay. We've got a buy from Nate's burner. We've got a sell from Andre. Uh, we've got a sell from Titans Kyle. We've got a buy from Jamel. 
We've got sell from Top Troop and Drew. We've got buying from Deborah and Ka67. Selling from Malachi, Brad, and Brian. Brad says he needs to see it with his own eyes before he can buy it. Uh, we've got buying from RTB. We've got buying from Edward. We've got buying from Top Tier. Luman is selling because he can drop NWI and sign Parker Hesse. Oh, the, Lou, Lou Man's like super crush is Parker Hesse, okay. a, a uh, roster cut tight end from several years ago. So I was going to say, I, I I didn't get the Parker Hesse reference. I'm not sure where that name was coming from. Like, if you I, think about who your biggest training camp crush is. Yeah, and, no, I, I get it. I just, I Parker like, Hesse is three times that for Lou Man. So, okay. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, uh, I know why we're name dropping Parker Hesse on a, on a Thursday morning. That makes more sense. Uh, top tier is going to buy. We've got to sell from Tighten Up. We've got buying from Amar. Selling from Pauly D. Uh, they're just used to player injuries. Selling from Eric. Buying from MB. Austin, you or me? Because I, I kind of feel like I should go here. Yeah, um, if you if you want to go, by all means. Yeah, step I'm out on rip. that ledge and uh, let's see what you got here. I'm going to rip this Band-Aid off. Uh, I am selling this hard. Okay. I'm selling this hard. hard sell. Yeah, this is like discount. Like I'm the take it. Uh, please, I'm selling it. Uh, I mean, number one, the Titans kept three tight ends last year, so you know I'm not too like their beginning roster last year had Hooper, Chig, Jeff Swain. That was their roster last year. So, you know, I don't think the three tight ends is necessarily an indication. Uh, I mean, it is surprising considering they don't have a fullback but I don't know if it's an indication of like a change in philosophy and the seven wide receivers has become six with Kyle Phillips going to injured reserve. Now I will be interested in seeing what they do with seven when Kyle Phillips returns from IR and you have to decide is Kyrus Jackson or Colton Dowell, you know, no longer on your 53. Are they staying around and genuinely keeping seven and what is their role on the team? If so. So like, I think this is more of a sig like, I think this signifies more of their depth at certain positions. And there's a few positions in the net, in the NFL that you can keep seven because of special teams value of somebody at the back end, not because of offensive impact, like whether or not you keep five corners or six corners probably depends on how good that sixth corner is as a in, in kick coverage. Same thing with six wide receivers versus seven wide receivers. If you have a seventh that can return punts or can get down there on a kickoff, you'll probably keep seven instead of six, really only working four to five in on your offensive rotation. So I don't think this has anything to do with the Titans offense. I don't think it signifies any sort of change for me. Um, I think this is just kind of how the cards fell in terms of special teams value and you know what they felt like they could or couldn't get through waivers. Mm -hmm. So no, like sell, 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 sell. I, I still, until I see it, I'm with the comment earlier. I don't know if I expect a massive philosophy change. I think the okay. scheme will be different. Tajay Spears, Deandre Hopkins, they will change up like what the Titans can do, but they're still going to run the ball an awful lot. Okay. Yeah, look, and uh, I don't philosophy change is a vague term, right? So, yeah, I, they're going to run the ball a lot because Derrick Henry is scheduled to make he well he at least counts 16 million dollars in the cap. He's going to make, you know, however much money 
uh, this year. So they're going to run the ball a lot. So I'm going to, before I answer, I'm going to uh, ask you some follow-up questions. Yeah. When we had began, um, when we had began our roster projections and we started talking about the wide receivers, cause that's a hot button issue. What was your expected number of wide receivers that we discussed several times that you were thinking they were going to keep? Well, honestly, I thought five was a yeah. real possibility. Um, and then six was like, I think they could push it to six uh, if somebody earns that spot. Uh, I, they had to go with six, at least with the Kyle Phillips. I was surprised they went with seven. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I, so I was the injury one under where they were. But still... I think that I think if Phillips wasn't hurt, they'd still probably would have gone with six though. Right. I think they go with six, not seven though. Right. But yeah, I, I, I will give you the seventh receiver is 1000% because of Kyle Phillips getting hurt. Yeah. Um. So, but yes, they do go with six, even how with many, Phillips how healthy. many tight ends were you expecting the Titans to keep throughout the entire Four. month of August? Four. And they went with three. Yeah. How many tight ends do you think, were worthy of a roster spot? Because I could argue five. Well, I mean, you could argue five. Like, So, I mean, obviously the top three were always going to make the team. I viewed the tight end situation as, do you value Odukoya's inline blocking more than Kevin Raider's H-back ability? The Titans answered with neither the special team's impact of an extra wide receiver uh, was the most important. And then as we talked about yesterday, the third quarterback takes a job away from an offensive player as well. So this, like, I think there's some other factors, but yeah, I think there were five guys that you could have made an argument for being on the roster. And I think there, I don't think after the seven wide receivers who made it initially, there was not really the eighth guy who was like, that guy deserves it. Right. No, I don't. There was a significant drop off. From Kinsey probably being eighth, then Treshawn Harrison and Reggie Roberson not around on the practice squad, yeah. uh, and then the others as well. Racing McMath is now up in Indianapolis on their practice squad. Colts only have three receivers uh, right now on the roster, uh, which is almost as crazy as the Patriots having one quarterback. Uh, so, all right, so you are a hard sell on this. Yeah, yeah, I don't hard think this, sell. I don't think this is indicative of anything. Okay, and not indicative of anything. So I am going to disagree with you. But first, okay. I'm going to tell you all about our friends at Krebs Kubota. You can't disagree with Krebs Kubota and how they help out all of their customers and build relationships with you for all of your equipment needs. Whatever your equipment needs are, big or small, if it's just cutting the grass, trimming the yard, trimming the hedges, or, or you know, making sure that you're trimming around the mulch line and everything else, That's the small projects that Krebs can take care of for you or the big projects like baling hay, uh, whatever else you've got going on in your property and potential crops out there in Middle Tennessee where there's a lot of beautiful land and beautiful farms uh, operations in Middle Tennessee. Krebs Kubota can help you out because they are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry with the best warranties in the industries. And I talk about the warranties every day because that's how important warranties are when it comes to your equipment, because your 
using a lot of power, a lot of force with the planet Earth. Things are going to break, and that's okay. That's where Krebs Kubota can help you out with the warranties and their customer service because they strive uh, to have the best customer service in the area. So check them out in their three locations. That's Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If, you, if your first bet doesn't win, that's a second chance to win big. So if you have a play, and I'm just going to you know go a little bit off course here because I got to tell the people about a play here, Austin. I, I saw this, and I it freaked me out a little bit. So Utah is minus four and a half tonight against Florida yeah. in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Personally, I'm firing a missile on the Utes. Do you know like, why? Do you know why? Uh, because it is the Florida Gators' first out-of-conference road game. No. Oh, all right. Well, you tell me why, and then I'll tell you why. Because Utah is without its starting quarterback. Oh, is he not playing? Utah is also without its backup quarterback. <laughs> And they're still favored. Utah has using their third string quarterback and still favored by. Wait, they four announced and a half. Rising isn't playing. Rising's now. Yeah, oh, Rising, that's tough. And Might so is to, the backup. Well, I'm still, I'm still throwing a nuke on him, and let me tell wait you why. To, don't wait till it gets to like three, though. Okay. Well, fun fact: this is the first time the Florida Gators have played an out of conference opponent mm-hmm. on the road that is outside the state of Florida. Since 1991, the first road game outside the state of Florida against a non-SEC opponent since 1991, that's as scared as scared gets. And I think the Gators are about to get chomped by the Utes. I don't care who's at quarterback. Utes minus three and a half, hammering it. Uh, Bonus code ATOZ Sports. If it loses... I will uh, be getting my uh, my my bonus bet. So up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Second chance to win big. King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM.com. All right, so we've asked this question. The Titans, seven wide receivers, three tight ends, buy or sell, that signaling an offensive philosophy change. Sam is a hard sell. I am a buy. I'm not saying I'm all in on this. I'm not saying that it is they're going to spread it out, go three and four wide and throw the ball 45 times. That's, that's not the philosophy change that I'm discussing. It's the philosophy change of the scheme and the type of players that they're wanting because Sam, we talked and you talked through when we're going through the, the oper- uh, the options at tight end of Raider uh, is the best fullback slash tight end. And he was cut. Odakoya is the second best inline tight end, and he got cut both on the practice squad. And we talked about the Odakoya uh, rule situation with the international player that was his uh, opportunity and his downfall for, to make the actual roster. But of the three tight ends on the roster, really none of them are fullback type guys. Chig is still a developing blocker. Josh Wiley is 1,000% a developing blocker. Both of those guys are better receivers. Yeah, Wiley did play some fullback, though. Fun, he's he was just actually so announced long. As a, he was announced as a fullback when they drafted him. Well, so. yeah, yeah, and Honor Landry is the Titans' edge rusher, right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, there are some things. He is not a fullback. He is a converted he receiver. He has the ability to do it, though, or at least he did at Cincinnati. Right. Um, they also don't have a fullback because they just kept three three running backs as well. Right. So 
I am buying this in the fact that the Tennessee Titans are going to be more versatile in their personnel groupings. And I don't think, I think because of Chig's skill set, I think they are still going to mostly have a base of two tight ends, two wide receivers, but I think it's going to be more spread out and faster of an operation than before. So I do think having more wide receivers and less tight ends does signal a little bit of movement. And it's not like flipping to become the damn, uh, you know, Tennessee Vols college offense. It's just going back towards the mean of what the NFL is in the year 2023. I think they're still going to run the football 30 times if they can and throw the football 20 to 25 times if the game dictates that. But I think the way that they're going to line up does have a signal of change for what Tim Kelly wants to do and, and have it more horizontal than compact. I don't disagree necessarily. I just think I almost view that as more of like a, a roster thing, though, than like a philosophy. Like, I feel like last year's offense in an ideal world has – Tajay Spears, DeAndre Hopkins, and they probably run a lot of the same packages last year if they have that personnel. Like, I think the, like, the way the Titans built their roster was under a better understanding of what players fit into their, their offense that didn't fit last year, or, or at least that you didn't have the horses to run the offense that you wanted to. I just, I don't know if this is like a massive overhaul as much as it is they now have gotten the playmakers and the explosive players to better carry out the, the offense. Like, yeah, Tim Kelly's going to make some changes, but I mean, he told you himself, things aren't all the way broken and there's not a ton of like, anytime you ask any of the Titans, what is the difference in this offense? They don't say the, like the X's and O's or the scheme of it, or like the creativity of it, they say the operations and the pace. Yep. So like, I think it's more just, you have players that are going to be more dangerous playing at a faster paced offense than it is. Like you said, going to air raid or anything like that. Yeah. It's not again, like I, cause I, I did see a lot of social reaction was, Oh my gosh, they're going to start spreading this out and throwing the dang ball. Thank God. Right. It's not going to be that. I don't There's, think that's what it right. is. And, yeah. and I, you know, Derek Henry still has a significant chance to lead the NFL in rushing. Ryan Tannehill will probably just flirt with 4,000 yards passing. Uh, and that's totally fine. And the Titans can win a lot of games uh, doing that uh, type of offense. But I, I do think it's going to look different in, in the, in the nuances, in the details of, operations and pace and not having as compact of, of uh, yeah. formations. Well, it's, it's like, it's like you said, there's going to be a lot of two tight ends on the field, two tight ends, two receivers. The difference is those receivers are Traylon Burks and Deandre Hopkins with Chigakonko as your main pass catching tight end. Then that being Austin Hooper and Cody Hollister or Austin Hooper and Nick Westbrook, Akine and Robert Woods, like, this is a massive upgrade in the personnel. And when you have more dynamic players, you're able to do some more dynamic sure. things in general. But don't like you, but, Spears. Yeah. But don't you think we've, cause you, you've seen two training camps, right? As a beat reporter for the Tennessee Titans covering this team. Yeah. Last year's offense and this year's offense training camp to training camp. They look 
they look different. Like this is a more explosive, more dynamic and more creative offensive scheme than what Todd Downing was running the last two years. That was a branch from Arthur Smith and, and uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, but with less talent. Explosive in a different way. I like, I don't know if I would say in training camp, they looked more explosive because last year's training camp, if you'll remember Austin, like Ryan Tannehill, all he did was throw deep balls. Like they were just airing it out nonstop. Um, And so there was a little bit of like, oh, wow, the Titans are trying to take the top off of opposing defenses. The difference was in games, like you said, you just didn't have the horses to do that as much. Or the offensive line. And so, because the whole offensive line gets hurt, right? And when you don't have Lawan and you don't have, uh, you know, who you want to be uh, on your own line, you can't throw it down. So, yeah, like I don't know if I would say the scheme itself is more aggressive. Uh, I think it's, it's just different because the Titans are now able to do smaller nuanced things and play designs that can result in big gains because you have explosive players. And so you don't have to throw the ball 50 yards down the field to get a big gain. You don't have to run a flea flicker and throw the ball to NWI to get a big gain down the field. No, I like, get that. And, and I'm trying to think of more because you weren't around for the Julio training camp and Julio wasn't really around for the Julio I will, training camp. I will but, say this. I think the one thing we might see a difference in given the new personnel is more throwing on first down uh, because I think you can run more two running back sets and have both Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears on the field, create a lot of running space for Derrick, but then also use Derrick as a decoy to get the ball to a playmaker in space. Yeah. That being said, I think that's a result of the players and not the number of players. So I, I think that it's the, the high end receivers and the high end running backs are more to like point to for that than I would say the number seven or three at receiver and tight end. But I also think they wanted to gain the players to, to fit what they wanted to do. True. Right. Like, Fair. you know, Josh Wiley is more of a tight end like Chig than Wesco. And they drafted yes. that player to go towards that philosophy. You know, they didn't really draft a receiver until late. We know that. But with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, luckier caller shot. We had that conversation earlier in the summer, uh, you know, but they still have the horses and built the roster. Kiaris Jackson as an undrafted free agent fits what they wanted to do. Yada, yada, yada. We can go on and on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, again, I am a, I'm a soft buy. It's a, it is a change of philosophy, but not in the, dramatic way as i think some fans want it to be and you are a hard sell (laughs) yes all right that that's fair enough all right sam i have a stat that is probably going to make some people watching just like throw up in their mouth a little bit and then have to just be like ugh, and keep that thing down so i'm i'm sorry i'm gonna apologize on the front end but it's something that has to be shared so the stats coming here in a second. And uh, hey, maybe your health coverage. I don't know how much you're paying for your health coverage, but maybe that gives you the same reaction. But you can go to Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ, and they can help you lower your health coverage uh, every month, but also 
get better coverage. I mean, that's the best of both worlds right there with what Farm Bureau Health Plans uh, can do for you. They've done it for Zach Bingham. They've done it for a couple other A to Z sports employees, and they can help you out with whatever life stage you're in. Maybe you have a growing family. Maybe you're completely single. Uh, maybe uh, you have uh, a, a family that's left the nest and you're empty nested and you and your spouse are trying to take that next step in life and you need a different type of coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do it all Farm Bureau Health Plans, serving Tennesseans for over 75 years, and it's so easy to get started. Don't think that changing your health coverage is a mountain to climb because Farm Bureau Health Plans makes it easy on you. All it is is a quick health assessment, and they do the rest of the work for you, and you can get started at fbhp.com ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big, a second chance to get that bonus bet into your account and get a, another chance at things. So that's why they're the king of sports books. It's why we love BetMGM and we're using them all football season. Get with the king of sports books. It's BetMGM.com. All right, it is Esports here live. I have a stat. Titans fans are not going to like it, uh, but it's something that has to be it's said. It's funny, though. It is funny if you're that type of sadistic person that likes uh, pain. The Tennessee Titans have more members of the Chicago Bears 2020 NFL draft class than they have of their own 2020 draft class. The Tennessee Titans, we know, have one player left from the 2020 draft class. That is Christian Fulton, who looks like a dude right now. And now the Tennessee Titans have two members of the Bears. Yeah, this is draft not class. the 2016 draft class. Like this is like three years ago. Two this and a half. This is going into ago. year four. This is going yeah. into <laughs> the last year of those rookie contracts. And the Chicago Bears class is better represented than the Titans' own class. Hilarious. I'm sorry for bringing this up, but it had to be said. Yeah, uh, very funny. They add two Bears, both in the same draft class, taken in the same round, just a couple picks after one another. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden, you are the Tennessee Bears. I like this uh, back here. Who said it? It was The Chicago Titans or Tennessee Bears? Which one, which one rings better? I guess it's the Tennessee Bears. Tennessee Bears because you're located in, here. Yeah. Well, the team up north right now is the Chicago Titans with yep. Nate Davis and Demarcus Walker and Dylan Cole and, you know, Kari Blossom game and all the uh, former Titans that they've got on their roster. But yeah. So I, I just want to see some reactions <laughs> to this because people are saying that's not surprising. Uh, Billy says not surprising. Noah says in J Rob, we trust. Uh, Malachi says, sounds about right for a J-Rob draft. Uh, Bork just, oh my gosh. And it said, well, that's not bad. I mean. I mean, that's pretty bad. It's bad. Uh, and then Orlando was laughing. Uh, thanks, J-Rob there. Yeah, our guy, Bonafide Bro, Section 240 says, it is what it is. Bear up. <laughs> that's the comment I was looking for. I yeah, like bear up, baby. Um, so, look, I mean, the Titans 2020 draft class was so God awful, but it continues to get laughing emoji reactions nearly, you know, three seasons later um, as the Titans have two members of the bears draft class in that year and only one of their own. So Sam, I'll let you kind of introduce us as a bears fan and Chicago native. Tell us a little bit about these two guys. The Titans have added 
to the roster over the last 24 to 48 hours? Well, here's the first one. It's Kendall Vildor, uh, 2025th round pick. Atlanta native, played his college football at Georgia State. Uh, the Bears took him, and uh, quite honestly, Vildor worked into their rotation a lot over three years uh, for a fifth-round draft pick. He's 44 games in three seasons, including 22 starts, 97 tackles, 10 passes defensed, had uh, just one interception, which he got last season. Uh, Vildor's an interesting guy to me for the Titans to target because, quite honestly, he uh, struggles a lot in coverage. Like it, coverage is not a very strong part of his game. Very important for a corner to be able to cover. He is a good tackler. He's good against the run. He excels against the run a lot more than he does the pass. Some versatility. Most of his experience is outside, but he has pushed to nickel when the Bears have needed him to when they've had two healthy corners uh, and, you know, he's kind of been the guy, the reason he's played so much is that versatility. He's been the guy that's like, all right, the, you need a guy to be your cornerback one this week and guard the X. I got it. You need a guy to move inside and play the nickel this week. I got it. He's popped all over. Like I said, not great in coverage, but he can tackle, can play against the run, triggers fast, runs fast, ran like a 4-4-4, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, 40 coming out of college. Very physical. So, I mean, my reaction is, well, that's a guy that might be a productive special teamer, but he didn't get a ton of special team experience with the Bears. Like, he was primarily a defensive guy. Um, so I'm well, very starting 22 games. Like, you know, you've got to have him like, right. cause so, here, like... here, here's a crazy stat. I just looked this up because I'm going to throw the graphic back up about Vildor <clears throat> 44 career games, 22 career starts. He's got more game experience than Christian Fulton because Christian Fulton with his injury bug has only played 30 games and has 26 starts compared to 44 and 22. Uh, so I, I do find that interesting yeah. uh, it, it, as well. You know, Fulton has played at a higher level when he's been out there. Uh, but still, there's a, that's good quality experience to add into your corner room uh, so, at, at waiver cuts. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my my takeaway. It's like, all right, it's, it's good experience. There are some good physical tools to like there. I do find it a bit confusing because, like, I mean, I see the chat coming in and saying, like, Move Jeff says move him to safety. People say, so is he going to play the Cruikshank role? And like the weirdest thing about this, Austin, is physically, I think he profiles as a guy who could be impactful on special teams. Doesn't have a ton of experience there. He also, in his play and in, in his performance, success against the run, some struggles against, in, especially in man coverage, would profile more as a nickel maybe as a, a hybrid safety and like a backup for like Elijah Molden, but the bears didn't really use him that way. Like most of his experience is on the outside. So his mm -hmm. in-game experience that you bring up is not necessarily where I think he would fit best in the Titans roster, which makes me really curious to see where exactly they see him fitting in. <clears throat> um, and I mean, we've got Rand Carthon at the podium later this morning. Yeah. So I think that'll be really interesting to hear from ran about about like where exactly his vision for Vildor is, but yes, experience there. Uh, and a lot of games played for a guy with just three years in the, in the league uh, to be bringing on now to your team for free at waiver claims. Yeah. But, but this is the one that Titans fans are going to want to talk about because defensive lineman, Travis Gibson uh, is a dog 
is a dog. He, he is a good, good addition. Uh, why did the Bears get rid of Travis Gibson? Well, he doesn't really fit into the Bears' defensive scheme. He fit into the defensive scheme great and had, you know, seven sacks in 2021 when they were still running a 3-4. Matt Eberflus comes in as the head coach, switches the defense to a 4-3. Gibson got less reps, had just like far less production. Three sacks, that. right? Uh, last year. He had three sacks last year. I think one of them was like real, like week one or something too. So he was yeah. pretty quiet for the back half of the year. Um, and a lot of it for him is just, I don't think the Bears valued what he is against the run. He's pass rush over run. Uh, they favor gap integrity and run defense on their current defensive line. That's not exactly what Travis Gibson is. He's a pure, let me get after the passer. We can run some of his tape. This is from the preseason game against the Titans. Yeah, You see him coming off the edge here. He prefers having a hand in the dirt and, uh, but I mean, like good speed, good ability to win one on one and get into the backfield. It's good run. Kind of, I mean, that's good run defense right there on on a couple reps. It but. is, it is. But I, I mean, that's more good run defense as somebody who beats his guy and is just running around in the backfield. Happens to be a running back in sight. Like I said, there's there's a little bit less gap integrity. Yeah. In his game, um, it wins right there. That was a really nice move uh, to kind of power up the. I believe that was a rupture that he got around there. And yeah, I mean, he was all over. I think he had eight pressures in this game. So yeah. certainly possibly a thing that the Titans saw and said, Hey, we, uh, we like that, but I mean, this is a rotational piece into their defense that I think could be really impactful. He had five forced fumbles in 2021 as well. So he has a nose for the football and kind of getting the football out, creating turnovers, great depth. And I think another thing is also, his versatility in, yeah. in some ways he's a I, I i call him a defensive lineman you could also consider him an outside linebacker uh, he kind of has a little bit of Danico autry to him where he can do both um but he comes off the edge and so now you have tier tart and jeffrey simmons and harold landry and rashad weber and Danico autry and you add travis gibson like you are six deep that doesn't even include somebody like Caleb Murphy in on your defensive line. I, I mean, I love this ad for their defense and he fits right in with this defensive scheme. Yeah. And <clears throat> there you could see that he was on both sides of the line too. <clears throat> he would go Gibson, up against the left tackle and the right tackle. Gibson's out of Tulsa, by the way, Clayton 2020 fifth round pick out of Tulsa. Same, yeah. same as Vildor. Yeah. Uh, fifth round picks from the 2020 class. All right. So I, I want to ask this question. We'll get to uh, who do we expect more of an impact from uh, early on because I, I think you know Gibson's in a crowded room there in the defensive front, and, and then you've got Vildor who's who could have an opportunity. So uh, who's going to have a more of an impact early in this Titan season? But first, let me tell you guys about Aura. Aura is all about keeping you safe online. You saw Gibson was not uh, keeping Malik Willis or Will Levis safe in that Bears preseason game earlier. But Aura can do that regardless of where you're at because Aura is all about your digital online safety with data brokers who are constantly selling your information to spammers and robocallers and telemarketers that pester you in every hour of the day. You can get rid of those data brokers and strip your information away from them and that happened with me. I had 30 data brokers that were selling my info or got rid of all of them in about five or six days. And we're giving you a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura. That's two weeks for free. 
to get rid of all the data brokers. And then you start to look at the other things that Aura can provide, like password management and protection. I hate when I forget a password. Aura can help you out and file those away and keep those locked and safe for you. Credit identity theft monitoring as well. Parental controls, if that's a need for the young ones you've got in your house, always on devices as well on the Wi-Fi. So check them out, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial with Aura at Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports when you sign up and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big. You place your first wager, and even if your first bet loses, that amount goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet. You get another chance at it. That's why we love BetMGM and why they're the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM.com. All right. So the Titans signed two former Bear defenders, fifth round picks from the 2020 uh, class Travis Gibson on the D line and Kendall Vildor uh, from the cornerback. So, which Bears defender should Titans fans expect more from? I find an interesting conversation because. I, I think Gibson is going to, you know, has the seven sacks two seasons ago that makes everybody go, oh, that guy, obviously. But there's just a lot of space and a lot of really good players that he's going to have to get reps from. Where, Sam, is Vildor better than Trey Avery? Maybe. And Trey I, Avery right now is cornerback four. Yeah, I think they're a little different. Okay. But Maybe. It's close. I, I He's probably pretty similar in his past defense to Trey Avery. Um, I, the benefit, I, I think the biggest question with Vildor is where is, like, where do they want to use him? Do they want to use him as a pure corner, outside corner? Or is he going to move inside? This is my gut. We'll see. I think they might see him as, like, a second nickel like if your nickel goes down instead of like if McCreary is out instead of moving SMB inside I think Vildor is the guy that could then go to nickel and you don't have to mess around with Molden too much either like it gives you another insurance policy that doesn't make you move too many pieces around because of one injury he, he has the makes ability. him more valuable than Avery if he can do both correct so it, that's and- on that's that, in, in, yeah, correct in that way, yeah, yeah. So Avery is an outside guy, and he's been fine, at, you know, as uh, an undrafted free agent a year ago. So I, I kind of feel like Vildor is a more important claim than Gibson because I, I, I don't question the the Titans have so much depth that Gibson feels like a luxury and like a one off trade for Demarcus Walker. And I, I just I just don't think that there's as much opportunity because of all the bodies the Titans have, like with Jeff, Tart, Danico, and then backups of of PV and uh, who somebody else is hurt. Naquan's coming back from an injury, uh, and then you've got so much depth on the outside with Key, Landry, Weaver, and Murphy. I just don't know where Gibson immediately has an impact. I think Vildor is a really yeah, I, good I insurance bring up key earlier. Yeah. You're seven deep on the D line. So deep. Hey, can't hurt fresh legs. Yeah. And, and I, I think Vildor is a more important 
claim because of the lack of depth at corner compared to where they have a ton of depth up front. I mean, I, I don't know if I can agree with that. I like, okay. let, let me put it this way. Let this time last year, Travis Gibson was viewed nationally. And, you know, I actually wrote an article about this for A to Z sports uh, as one of the most underrated and up and coming young pass rushers in football, maybe the most underrated and up and coming pass rusher in football. He had seven sacks really with nobody playing around him that year. Like he, there was nobody else on that defensive front. It, Khalil Mack was hurt most of the year. Akeem Hicks was hurt most of the year. The Bears just didn't have a ton going for him. Uh, they had Robert Quinn, but Robert Quinn was like, I'm not sure he took any double teams and freed up too much for, for Gibson. Last year was even worse. Last year, they had absolutely nobody but like a seventh round rookie, Dominique Robinson and Justin Jones on their front four. Like it, the Bears defensive line was horrible. So it didn't do Travis any favors in terms of getting after the quarterback. You add the defensive scheme switch. It killed his production. I think he can still very easily be a seven sack guy. Like I, and if you can find a seven sack guy, like there's a ton, a ton of value in that. Like, and you, that's not a guy that you don't work into your rotation. Sure. Yeah. But how many seven sack potential guys the Titans have a lot. And like, it's kind of like, not everybody can have seven sacks or more. Yeah, you know, I think, so this is potentially the guy that he replaces or puts in danger for me would be Rashad Weaver. I think Gibson, it of, can be of a roster spot or just like, a not of game. a roster spot, okay. but just of opportunity. Like, okay. I think he can kind of, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be given to him. I think you, like when you are seven deep, you'll have to compete, but like, I think Gibson has the possibility of being more valuable than Weaver this year. And so, okay. you, you know, he seven sacks, five force fumbles is a serious good season for a 22 year old defensive lineman yeah. that was out of a group of five college that like has a ton of room to grow. So like, this is a legitimate ad. I think he'll be far more impactful than uh Vildor will. Um, <clears throat> so this is a good thing anyway. Like Kenny yeah. says it like that. I mean, how can you not be excited about your seventh best defensive lineman if we are considering him the seventh best? You're, has, and you're including Key and Landry. Key, in Landry. Yeah, but just in general, like guys on the front four. Front, yeah. Yeah. Your seventh best guy rotating in there has had a seven sack, five force fumble season at like age 23 um, and is still on his rookie contract. Yeah, like, I, so you know, uh, Titans like Kyle. A... Yeah, it, it's legit. Titans Kyle says seven sack guy potential: Landry Simmons, Weaver, Key. Um, I'd add know, him I, in I, there. I, I, I don't. Well, he's had it before, so you have to add him in there. Autry. I, don't miss, I think Autry is missing from that. I don't think. I don't. You know, I guess here's the problem though: <clears throat> if you have Landry, Weaver, and Key that all have seven sack potential, you know, one of those guys is going to get a lot less opportunity and snaps to probably not get seven sacks. Yeah, maybe everybody gets five, though. And <laughs> sign me up for six guys having five sacks or seven guys having five and, sacks. And I like think we just game. named, you know, I, I don't know what Weaver's career high is because last year was just a second year. But I think if yeah. you include, if you include with Key and Gibson, 
Now you've got five guys who have had seven or more sacks in a season in their careers. And, you know, some of those are very young careers. So, like, yep. Yeah. All right. Look, it's a good problem to have. Just a bunch of bodies. And, you know, Derek Barnett is able to go look for other opportunities because the Eagles are stacked up front. And Derek Barnett's a skilled pass rusher. And Gibson was kind of in the same way. Nika, I think it was, came in and asked, why did Chicago let Gibson go? And it's just a scheme fit, right? Not a new scheme fit. Yeah, I mean, that was the main issue is scheme fit. Matt Eberflus is very... I mean, his defensive coordinator is Alan Williams, who he had with him in Indianapolis. So they run the same defense that Eberflus ran when he was the DC in Indy. Um, they're very picky. Like they they make some peculiar decisions on the defensive line, specifically in that linebacker, because of the type of player that fits Eberflus's scheme. Gibson just wasn't really that guy, and I think because of that, and because of uh, some of the opportunity he hadn't gotten this preseason, the relationship was a little bit, you know, not great. And Strained. so, yeah, there was a, you know, a report that Gibson had requested a trade, which may or may not have actually been true. Um, and at the end of the day, the statement from Ian Cunningham, the assistant general manager was he didn't fit our scheme. And ultimately we want what's best for Travis. So he can go somewhere that yeah. he can, you know, do what he does and be in a better defense form. And Tennessee seems to be that fit. Not pretty legit, pretty legit. No kidding. Uh, all right, Sam, it is now time for the magic bucket. So let's go ahead and get this. Uh, it's been a long time for the magic bucket. Maybe got some magic bucket nerves for me, but let's wrap up this Thursday show. Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Check them out. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friends, Payne Bone, and his team in Lebanon, or check them out online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Since I haven't done the Magic Bucket in I don't know how long, I will go first, um, and we'll see how this goes. All right, you're up first. Dig into the depths, trying to get you a good one that you haven't done before. And order a necklace from Amazon and wear it on Monday show. You've done that, right? I have done this before. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, though. It's not as fun. We need to get you something more fun. All right. Uh, now you've done that. Sexy voice dinner. I always pull that one. Yeah. Let's see. Make as many animal noises as you can in 30 seconds. I think that's something that we can always do every time. And it's going to be a, uh, a, a great time for everybody. All right. So 30 seconds on the clock, make as many animal noises as you can. I will set you a timer. And you're going to start on my first noise. All right. I'm ready when you are. Here we go. 30 seconds. Clock starts on your first noise. You got to think of a plan. This has to be cheating. I mean, like, we can't premeditate this. Let's <gasps> go. Meow. Uh. 
Time. That was good. It's, it's, I, such, like, a, it's such a brain. That was kind of good. I was impressed with some of those. Those were some professional, like for on the spot, those were nice noises. Like I would have just been like quack, moo. And you got to go all in though. Yeah, that was. Oh, I, I missed my. I do a good wolf, um, but you know, that one never gets old. It's always the fun. elephant was unbelievable. I mean, that was crazy. Well, yeah, everybody, you, you learn how to do a good elephant no. when you're like four years old. Come on now. I don't even know what an elephant says. Like I was, yeah, I was a big "What does this animal say?" guy, and not like <laughs> no, "What does this animal sound like?" Guy. I never did a, a moo, which is a completeness yeah, uh, out of that. All, all right, right, your turn for me. Here we go. Uh, bring back a classic, but make it simpler. Host gets to pick the pullers next dinner. I think I've done that. I've picked your food before, haven't I? Or have Zach you picked, has mine? picked my food before? And it was... I've never picked your food. Yeah. So, I mean, you can pick food. I also know. I will be in Chicago tonight, though. Yeah. So you have to pick a Chicago. Right, I got it. I got it. I'm going to pick. You need to find the deepest dish pizza you could possibly find in Chicago and eat all of it tonight yes all right all right well the we'll, deepest we'll... oh the i already deepest. know i already know where i'm calling like it's that's an easy uh i'm gonna call gino's east and gino's gino's east does it like so lou malnati's is kind of like a you know this is their deep dish uh-huh giordano's is like a this is their deep dish yeah gino's east this is this, it's a fork and knife meal. So I'm trying to get you into a food coma. Is what yeah, I'm trying. That's see, the goal. I've here. been doing so good with the diet, but every time I go back, hey, Chicago gets me. Well, I'll uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and start planning the, for that the now, deepest so. dish pizza you can find. So you you know where it's at. All right. So that just means yeah, whenever without you going like to, into like the city and like doing like an hour and a half ordeal to go get oh, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Within reason. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm Gino, Gino's that. is like 20 minutes. We can, uh, we can get that done. Perfect. I love it. So you, you'll uh, send us all a picture on, on Twitter X can, later yeah, on. There we go. Instagram story, that baby, all of it while Sam's up in uh, Chicago, but say hey, Sam will be on the show tomorrow. So we can get a, uh, uh, a report on the yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll take a picture and we will, uh, we can display it on the show tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so uh, Jerome says, wait, how is his name not Chicago Sam? That's because well, he's not, in Nashville. I'm not in tomorrow. tomorrow. It'll be Chicago Sam. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, guys. Uh, Sam, you've got Rand Carthon press conference in 30 minutes. Uh, and so they're playing. They're toying with our time today here. Uh, the yeah. Titans are. So make sure that you stay tuned to all of our social media coverage. As Sam will have coverage from St. Thomas Sports Park coming up. Make sure you like the show before we get out of here. Always more people like the show. Uh, then, uh, or watch the show, then like the show. So hit that thumbs up button. We appreciate that greatly. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday, Buck Live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Appreciate it as always.